Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Kedushin Daf Chav Talad, and we're starting on the bottom line of Daf Chav Gimel Amid Beis. Yesterday, and really the day before, primarily on Chav Beis Amid Beis, there's a Mishnah a third of the way down. And in that Mishnah, we had a Machlokas in regards to how an Eved Kenani gets his world back. How does he get to be free again? So we had said there, and that there's a Machlokas between Rav Meir and the Chachamim. Rav Meir had said that he can be freed by Kesef al Yadei Acherim. And the Chachamim say he could be freed even by Kesef al Yadei Atzmo. And says the Gemara on the bottom of Chav Gemel Amid Beis that that might not be so simple. It seems to be that the Rabbanon and, and uh, Rav Meir of our Mishnah are soser themselves in another Mishnah. Says the Gemara de Tanya, turning to the top of Chav Dal Ramad Aleph, Ein isha poda meiser sheni belochomesh, that a woman cannot be poda meiser sheni. She cannot re, uh, redeem meiser sheni without adding a fifth, which is the typical din that when a person does transfer the kedusha of meiser sheni onto a coin, they do have to add a chomesh. So here it says that she's not allowed to do it without a chomesh. Let's remember that Reb Meir is shita number two. Isha is in fact poda meiser sheni belochomesh. So the Gemara. I, 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 what's what's the details here? Like, what's the actual case scenario? We need some construct to work from. So on Chavdal and Meral, three lines down, the Gemara says, Hey, Chidami, Ilema, if you want to say that our Mishnah is discussing a case, Bezuze de Baal, Umaiser de Baal, that the money that we're talking about belongs to the husband and the food that we're talking about belongs to the husband, then if the woman is the subject of our Mishnah, the one who's doing the transaction, then then she's nothing more than a shliach. Whatever the rules of the husband are, she'd have to do. Of course, she's going to add a chomesh. If I'm a man and I'm going to take my sershane and I'm going to transfer it onto a coin, I have to add a chomesh. My wife is doing it for me. You have to add a chomesh. If it's my money, my product, and she's just doing the dirty work, okay, push it that we're going to add a chomesh. So says the Gemara, Be'ela, if you want to say perhaps Bezuze Dida, if it's her money, Umaiser Dida, and his, and his Maiser, so she's the one spending the money, says the Gemara, Ish, the full Pasuk is, yig'al ish The Pasuk says that if a person's going to redeem the Maiser onto a coin, he has to add a fifth. Ish, Amar Isha. So again, what's our Mishnah discussing? This machlokas about the Mishnah, about whether or not a woman adds a chomesh, what is the case? Six lines down, the Gemara says, ki haigavna, the case must be, mana. an outside person gave her a mana. And they said to her, so the money is not hers. And they say to her, what I want you to do with this money is to be poda the miser. And says the Gemara, that this brisa that we just saw is we heard the opposite of their shitas. What is the opposite of their shitas? In our Mishnah, Rav Meir was of the opinion that an Evid Kanani can only go free with Keshav al Over here, Rav Meir seems to say the exact opposite, and so do the Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, Amar Abaye, third of the way down on Chavdal, Ramad Aleph, Epoch, we should switch to shitas. This Brysa over here is incorrect. Which one's incorrect, actually? Epoch? It's got it. Which one is Epoch? Which sheet does it switched? Does anybody know? <laughs> it's got to be the Brysa. My assumption is that it's the Brysa. 
Either way, Abaye says, uh, we should switch the shitas to make sure that they align. Rava Amar, Laolam Lotepuch. And by the way, I've highlighted this a number of times already. Abaye and Rava have different problem solving approaches. Abaye is ready to change a brisa on a dime. Rava says, wait, the text is chashub. Let's see if we can work with the text. These are different approaches, right? So it's very interesting because you can pick up themes and how people end. We've seen a lot of shas, almost half. Your Hashem will be there on, on, on Som Gedalia. So Rava says, no, keep the text as it is. And the case of Meiser is different. We're dealing with Meiser that came from the woman's house, meaning from her father's house. She got it as a Yerusha. And this is a Lamdashah idea. He says to Amar, Meiser is actually Mamon Hektish. It's never owned by the Baal, ever. He doesn't own it ever. So when the wife, like if you look back in the Mishnah on the second line, Mishum Why? Because it was never the husband's. The money came from the outside. That was Arukimta. The money came from the outside. And therefore, in such a case, the husband never had a hand in it. No need to be Isha. Perfect. They hold Mamon Hedyo to Mamon. It does belong to people. The Kani Leibal, the husband does hold on to it. Hilkach. She does have to hold on to uh, the Chomesh. She does have to pay the Chomesh. That solves for our stira between our Mishnah and the Brisa about Eni Shapoda Meister Sheni. The Gemara says that the two dots about eight lines before the bottom of the page, two thirds of the way down. Tana We are well aware of this din that by an Eved Kenani, not by an Eved Ivri. But by an Ebed Kanani, if his tooth falls out, or if his eye falls out, or if the tips of any of his limbs fall off or are cut off, if they don't, if there are ones that will not grow back, um, then they go free. So says the Gemara, I understand how you know that by an Ebed Kanani, that if their tooth falls out or if an eye falls out, I understand why they go free because that's Mufurash Apasuk and Chumash. How do you know that if someone cuts off, let's say, from the last knuckle on, on someone's finger of an Ebed Kanani, Menelan, he goes free. It's a Pasuk in Chumash. It should be Al Yudeh Baal, no? What's the, what's the Pasuk? Does it say? No, I don't even think it's Bemezid. I think it just has to happen. Yeah, because the Gemara discusses a case later today where he's like a dentist. And the tooth falls out, and they're discussing whether or not. That, that's that. That's rejected to say that he had to have kavana. So the chori has to do it on purpose. So on purpose. Well, yes. let let's add, let's ask this question in ten minutes when we get to the middle of the sugya. So the Gemara says as follows: Bishlam Hashem Okay, we got that. Minalan says the Gemara: How do you know Roshe Evarim? The Gemara says: Dumya Deshein VeAyin. Let's find the common denominators between Shein and Ayin. Ma Shein VeAyin. Just like by teeth and by eyes, there are mumin, shebegalui, ve'enon chosrin. There are damages that are that people can see. You're missing a front tooth, everybody knows. And there are enon chosrin. If you lose an adult tooth, it's not coming right back in, unless you go to Stein Dentistry, right? Little plug. So that, But they don't grow back on their own. So therefore, from there, our common denominator applies outward. I've called mumin, shebegalui, ve'enon chosrin. Therefore, all of our fingertips, all of our toes, if they get cut off at work, the din is that uh, they also go free. So the Gemara seems to have some type of 
uh, Tzushtel, from the world of Abinyanav, as it were, from the world, world of Shein Ba'ayin, to say that their common denominator is X, and therefore we apply it even to Roshe Evarim. Ve'ema says the Gemara that Nehavu Shein Ve'ayin Kishnik Suvana Ba'ayin Ke'echad. Perhaps we can argue that the cases of Shein Ve'ayin and Chumash are really two different uh, psukim. And whenever we have two different different psukim speaking about one idea, the Choshnik Suvana Ba'ayin Ke'echad ain Malamdin. Perhaps we should argue that because Shein Ba'ayin are not only written in one Pasuk, but they're written separately, therefore, we should say there's Shnei Ksuven Ba'ayin Ke'echad. And therefore, the only things that, that actually enable an Eved Kanani to leave his uh, post is if his tooth is falls out or the eye, but nothing else, not Rosh Shevar. Lema'in again, the fingers. Says the Gemara, no, that's not correct. Sricha. We needed the two psukim of Shein Ba'ayin. They're not teaching the same exact din. We needed the Torah to be explicit about both of them for the following reason. Because of Rachman Shein, had the Torah only written about a tooth, Habamina, I might have thought, turning to the top of Chavdal and Aleph, that Afilu Shein Dechalav, a tooth of milk. What's a tooth of milk? Rashi says, Shein Dechalav, a tooth that is nursed from, namely, a baby's tooth. We know that children lose teeth for many, many years. I think every one of my kids has had some of their baby teeth pulled. They, we hold on to them for a long time. So the Gemara says that maybe we would have thought that that wouldn't count. The cost of Rachmana Ayin to teach us that no, even that would count. Because of Rachmana Ayin, Habamina Ama Ayin Shaniv Raimo, the eye was from birth, that's in utero, the baby has an eye. Av Kol Shaniv Raimo, Av Al Shain Lo. Perhaps we'd say that a tooth is not like that because our adult teeth. While maybe they exist in minor form when we're babies, what we now know from x-rays is that there are some small, whatever is a little, how big is a baby? <laughs> they're the six pounds, they're tiny. But still, we would have thought that perhaps the rule of Shein Ba'ayin is different and therefore says the Gemara Tzricha, we needed the separate psukim of, of Shein Ba'ayin. And therefore, we cannot say it's Shnei Suvana Ba'ayin Ke'echad and Malamdin. And therefore, we would therefore assume that Shein, Ayin, and Roshe Evarim are back on the list of things that can happen to an Eved Kanani that would free him. Says the Gemara, see, I would have been scared of this Gemara three days ago, but after the daf we learned three days ago, I'm not scared of this Gemara. <laughs> Just saying, it's all relative. Says the Gemara, Ve'ema ki yake is a klal, and Shein Ve'ayin is a prat, and that's only a klalu prat. And if we only have a klalu prat, that's an extremely limited form of alimut. Ein bechlal elamashe beprat. The rules only apply to that which the Torah is mefaret. Shein ve'ayin in midiacharina lo. And perhaps, therefore, says the Gemara, or doesn't say the Gemara, but the Gemara implies that Roshe Evarim is not a good reason to be freed as a slave. Says the Gemara, no, you got it wrong. You got the prat, you got the klal and the prat correct, but you forgot something. Says the Gemara, lachoshi shalchanu. Chazar uklal. Oh, very good. And as we learned a couple of days ago, klalu prat uklal, iatadon elakena prat, maaprat mufurish, mumen shebegalivetan chosrin. This is really where the Gemara was starting in this sugya, but without the language. Here we have the language of the ka. I use the phrase binyanab. It's really not right. It's really this. It's really klalu prat uklal. And what is the common denominator? Mahaprat mefurish mumen shebegalivetan chosrin. Avkal mumen shebegalivetan chosrin. That perhaps we should say the common denominator is like we started, that as long as it's a mumen shebegalui, it's revealed, and it's einan chosrin, it won't grow back on its own. Therefore, that's going to be the p'tur to get an Evid Kanani out of his slavery. Therefore, that includes shein, ayin, and roshe, varim she'einan chosrin.
Says the Gemara, wait one second. We have another common denominator in regards to the Prat. When we are when within the klalu pradu klal, what do we know about the prad? It's mefurash mumen shebegalui. That it's explicit. We see it ubatel mi malachto, and you can't use it to work anymore. And ve'eno choser. So perhaps we should broaden our definition of common denominators. We should broaden our common denominators to say afkol anything that falls into the category of mumen shebegalui ve'eno choser ubatel mi malachto. And if that's true. Why do we have a din of talaj bezikano? If a master pulls on the beard of his uh, slave, the dildel boetzem, and he makes a bone hang. This is code word for dislocating a bone. You could dislocate someone's jaw. That's got to be a painful one. And that's a pretty hard beard pull. That's, uh, what? that's pretty rough. I dislocated my shoulder once. It was very unpleasant. Can't imagine the jaw. You can't even move your mouth. So the Gemara says uh, that Eved Yote Bo Lecherus. So it says the Gemara. Maybe we should uh, The Gemara says actually, your question is so good that it's really not Klalu Pradu Klal. It's really a Ribuya. Ribuya Umiuta says the Gemara. If in fact it's a Ribuya, like we saw a couple of blot ago. Whereas klalu pradu klal is a medium type of inclusion where we have some things that are in and some things that are out. Basically, we look at the pratim in the klalu pradu klal and we build principles based on the prat, as we did above, where we said that their movement shebegalui ve'enon choser, perhaps by a ribuy will be even more broad. If we say ribuya, then really any type of injury similar to shame ve'ayin should be included, even more broad than roshe evarim. For example, any injury that even down the road uh, might heal himself. We might have thought that that also would have been included. And if that's true, a third of the way down, and we'll be heading to uh, the very top of Chavheim at Aleph, the Gemara says, Alamatanya, why then do we have a brace of Hikoal Yadov at Simsa Besofu Choser of its Sofolach or Ain Ebed Yotzeba Lacherus? So the Gemara says, but the Brysa doesn't say like that. The Gemara doesn't say like the Rebui type of approach. Uh, because if that were to be the case, why would it say that if the hand was injured temporarily, that he would not be that he would not be Yotze Lacherus? He should be Yotze Lacherus because it's a Rebui of Rebuye Umi Ute, which is broader than Klalu Pradu Klal. Says the Gemara. You're right, but even by ribuye umiute, there are things that have to be excluded. Ribuye umiute, that's the name of the limud. So what's the dadim? Shane vain, my ahani like. According to your approach, what injury doesn't free the guy? There has to be something. Elamai, it must be this case of hikahu al yodavit simsa vasofalachs, or in such a case, ain ebed yotzeba. All right, so that's how the Gemara explains this sugya, and it seems to be a little hard to navigate the Shankla but it seems from the Gemara that we have the Ribui case, and really any injury is going to free an Ebed, with the exception of this one case of Iko al Yodo, that if a person has a hand that's out of commission for a temporary amount of time. The Gemara says, Tan Rabbanan, a third of the way down, Bechulam, Ebed Yotze Bahem Lecherus, Vitzarach Get Shechra, Divir Shimon. He says that even if you're going to go free, you still need to get shikhrur. Meaning, we're used to hearing in the Balabatisha sense, we hear, oh, his eye fell out, he goes free. Yes, but there's a process. He has to have a get. He has to have a star shikhrur. That's Shitas Rib Shimon. 
Rav Meir Omer, I disagree. Tzarech, and now we're going to see a flurry of opinions. Does he need a get when he's injured? Yes or no. Rabbi Lazar Omer Tzarech, Rabbi Tarfan Omer Eino Tzarech, Rabbi Kiva Omer Tzarech, and Hamachri and Lifnei Chachamim, those who pass in Shadas in front of the Chachamim Omrim, Nir and Divi Rabbi Tarfon, Vishain Ba'ayin. What did Rabbi Tarfon hold Eino Tzarech? He says that really we don't need a star shikhra, that once you get hurt, you can go free. She hatora zachsalo, that he just goes free. Vidivi Rabbi Akiva, we paskin like Rabbi Akiva, lechumra, that you do need a star shikhror. Bishar evarim. Wow, a distinction. If you get hurt with shein ve'ayin, then you don't need a star shikhror, psukim and chumash. But if you get injured by one of the ribuya type of uh, things, which is Roshe Varim or basically any other injury, then you actually need to have a Shtar Shechro. Why? So this is a very odd line in the Gemara. What do you mean it's a Knas Chachamim? The Chachamim are not the ones who gave the Knas. We just said it's a Drasha from the, from the Torah. So the Gemara calls it out. Knas who? What are you talking about? Were you a part of Daf Yomi for the last six minutes? We just spent time trying to figure out, was it Klalu Prat? Was it Klalu Pratu Klal? Was it Ribuye Umiute? But one thing is for sure, it's not a Knas de Rabbanon that he goes free. <laughs> That's for sure. So the Gemara says you're 100% right. Elohoel Umidrish Chachamimhu. Oh, Wow. Wow, because it's not explicit in Chumash, because it's only a Medrash Chachamim, it's a drasha, it's a diuk from the Psukim, or I should say better, it's Kladu Pradu Kladu Ribuyi Meute. Therefore, in such a case, the uh, the rules are different. Do you know where we see this? By Yiharig Val Yavor. By Yiharig Val Yavor, we learn this Gemara Masech Sota. The Gemara says, By Yiharig Val Yavor, the major three. That we not we all know of idol worship, idolatry, and murder. None of those are allowed. And the Balei Atosvos on da in Sota, I think it's like Daf Tes or Daf Yud writes where it says Noach Adam to jump into a kibshana Asian to embarrass someone in public. Tosvos there says this idea that really it is a harigal yavor. I why isn't it included in the list of the three? Because it's not mafurish b'torah. So a similar idea over here where the drasha is not as strong. It's not quite as strong as the Pasuk of, doesn't mean it's not Del Raisa. It's Del Raisa. But there are gradations in regards to how we execute the Shtar Shechur in such a case. When it's Shein Va'ayin, no Shtar Shechur, Psukim and Chumash, everybody knows what happened. But when it's a Medrash Chachamim, there we're concerned that people are not Tamid Chachamim and we're afraid they're going to make a mistake. Therefore, we require a Shtar Shechur. Now, the fact that you're using Bajan there's some level of. Question is, is such an odd question. It's so odd. First of all, the answer rejects the question so strongly that it makes the question unreasonable. What is this little mark here I have? Knas Chachamim. The Havamin is very, very odd. The language should have been the Knas Chachamim. It says that. Oh, so that means it was a, it was a mistake in language. It should be Medrash Chachamim. Either way, the Havamin of this Gemara is inexplicable. No, David? Yeah. Makes no sense. Sort of works on that point. Like many Gulas, what's his logic? It's most of Shas's like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, just to be clear, and I don't know what Tosos' answer is, but we're not saying that he's not putter. Yeah, no, he's putter. We just need to add a layer of a star shikhrur. Maybe that's what the Gemara means, is that the star shikhrur 
is is the knas de Rabbana. Oh, really? Really, you should just go. But there are bundle in the sack and you do it in, it hasn't been finished yet. Yeah. Because otherwise, today I knock your whatever off. And then you I cut, you cut the end of my finger off. And right. then I ne- meet you next week in the shook and I'm like, wait a minute, you're mine. You know, and you're not bleeding anymore or whatever. So you have to get shikhar. Never get shikhar. Then I can't act that way. But by Shane dying, because it's explicit in Chumash, everybody because, knows. Yes, everybody knows. So then, according to this approach, it is a knaster rabbanon in regards to the to the star shikra piece. Out of concern that because it's medrash. If it's something which is nitter, then then you know it's correct. But but Stan, the the shein ve'ayin are iconic to to an ebed, right? An ebed yeah, cannot be going I'm, free. Right. First thing I'm going to see you in the in the street is if you're missing an eye or a tooth. Right. Super. Um, Other parts might be covered. Right. Right. Those are unlike. So odd that we care what other people can see. Meaning well, the Torah gave examples of protection of the ebed. What? It's more for the protection of the ebed. Yeah, no, out. but it's a chumrah for the Eved too, because let's say, uh, I don't know, a, a covered body part is severed. It wouldn't right. go free. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a, it's a very strict line on the Eved. It's very odd. No, no, no. It still goes free. Mechatesi? No. No, I'm saying if, it, if it's something that's not an Aver, that's Begalu. Yeah. So the, the Tzara Shavashav and the Klalu Pradu Klal. And the Rebuya Meute is that it has to be a, an Aver that is visible. Uh, I should say that's a Klalu Pradu Klal. It's not the Rebuya Meute. Because in the case of Klalu Pradu Klal, it had to be an Aver Megula, fingers and toes. Or let's say, Bidarenu Ata, we don't, some people walk around without shoes on. I should say, everyone in the airport wears flip flops. So <laughs> maybe that's not much of a Raya, but uh, Maybe in a culture where everybody wears shoes, we'd say if somebody cut off your pinky toe, right. maybe you wouldn't go free. That's possible. I don't know. I'm just uh okay. Very, very interesting, Gamar. All right, let's get into the lumdas of this machlokas. We had said a third of the way down on Chavdal and Bez that Reb Shimon was of the opinion that he needed a star shikhrur, and Reb Meir was not. Says the Gemara halfway down on Chavdal and Bez, I don't understand. My time at the Reb Shimon. Why is it that Rav Shimon says we need a star shechron? The Gemara says, Yalif shiluach shiluach mi'isha. Ma'isha b'shtar, ha'veved nami b'shtar. <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? Why did... We're saying, this is not a distinction of Shein ve'ayin, by the way. We're saying that according to Rav Shimon, Oh, Rav Shimon in a vacuum. Rav Shimon in a vacuum doesn't make a distinction between Shein ve'ayin on the one side and the Medrash Chachamim. That's a blend of how we paskin. That's what the Gemara says. X is X and Y is Y. But here, according to Shimon, he says across the boards, and seemingly his is Midah Raisa. According to our, our discussions earlier, Rabbi Machlok has Tanayim, that according to Rabbi Shimon, we have a Dinda Oraisa that the Star Shifra has to be given. But according to the Psak of the Gemara that we had said earlier, and Tosvos, according to that Tana, the Star Shifra is only the Rabbanon. That would be a Machlok has Tanayim Lachorah. The Rev Mayor, Rev Mayor, what does he say? The Pasuk says uh, the word Chofshi, it, it was written at the end, I would agree. Based on the, the Seder Hadvarim, because the word Chofshi comes first, 
Therefore, he doesn't need a get at all. Fascinating. Tanur Rabbanon, two brises, and then we're going to ask why we need both of them. Tanur Rabbanon, hikahu al eno usma'a al ozno v'charsha. If you hit a person on the eye and he gets blind, blind, blinded, on his ear and he becomes deaf, eved yotze bohen leperus, the din is that he goes free. Now, what if I didn't hit him on the ear and what if I didn't hit him on the eye? Can By the way, the eye is a new addition to our conversation. We haven't been discussing that, right? Shame eye. Here we're talking about an ear. What if I don't hit him on the ear? What if he's lying down in his bed and I take a baseball bat and I slam it down on the night table? I don't hit him on the ear. I'm near his ear. Near his eye. I hit him in the, I punch him in the face, but not his eye. And now he can't hear. So it has to be direct as opposed to indirect. Says the Gemara, Amar of Shem and the Ravashi, Are you trying to tell me that if I make a sound, that that sound has no halachic ramifications? Let's say that there's a chicken, an animal, who gets his head stuck in a glass jar. The takabo, and he the animal screeches at the loudest of sounds, and the pitch of his voice, Vishavro, he breaks the glass jar. Says the says the Gemara, Mishalim Nezek Shalim. The owner of that tarnagal has to pay Nezek Shalim for the glass. Aye, but he didn't use his beak to break it. He just uh, hit a pitch, and the pitch broke it. So we therefore see from over here that coal is a thing. So why then, if I make a sound next to someone's ear and it leads to him becoming deaf, why would he not go putter if he's my Ebed Kanani? And more, Vamar of Yosef, Amar Beirav, Sus Shetzanaf, if you have a horse that makes his sound, Vichamor Shenier, and a donkey makes its sound, Vishivru Kalim, and it breaks Kalim, Vishochabayis, Mishalman Chatzinezek, Depe Chatzinezek. So says the Gemara, it must be that you're wrong. It must be that call is an issue. So why then did you say, if I make a sound near the Ebed Kanani's ear and he does go deaf, that I'm not going to have to free him? Says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, Omar Lay, shiny of Adam. This is a fascinating Gemara. People are different. Why? To Kevan de Bardashu, Ihu Mivis Nafshe. Since he's a Bardas, he should be able to control himself, to control his body's reaction. Meaning, uh, you got to have some grit. Just because somebody bangs on the table, you shouldn't have gone deaf. You should have some self-control over the matter. I'm uh, just telling you, I don't write the Gemara. I just read it. I'm just telling you what the Gemara says. It says Rashi, shiny Adam, third, halfway down. Shiny Adam de Bardasu, high Nizak, he got scared. No, he only got scared because he got scared. Yeah. So the Gemara's assumption is that it was fear. What? That's exactly right. Where's your grit? Because your psychology is so fragile that you were shocked and your body reacted. Grow up. Grow up. It's not really a shot in understanding. You're, the question assumed, like you're saying, that there was a medical issue that happened. Right. Yes. The Gemara's answer is saying, no, there isn't. He banged on the table. You're not wired to not be shocked. So you were shocked. That's I mean, your the fault. The pitch is going to break the glass. That's just... Posture. Over here, we're under the assumption that the sound will not break your eardrum. Ask the glass to be a little more careful. 
But you can have a person whose constitution is such that he never gets scared. Ad kidei kach, that the Evet Kanani doesn't go free. It's crazy. That sounds like a Hasidish Amaisa, that if you had a better Amun and a Kodesh Baruch that wouldn't have happened to you. And now what you see is that having a Amun and a Kodesh Baruch is not a Hasidish Amaisa. It's actually Lamaisa. It's a true deal. Nur Yaakov, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not like the moon. No, no, no. It's it's fear. You're because you were. It was a shock factor, basically, because you're shocked. Therefore, your system. Uh, but, so, and there's no nezek. That's not considered a nezek at all. We'll see soon that you're chay b'dinei shemay, but not b'dinei al. Someone, somebody would evaluate. Like it sounds like if it was like you're allowed and like physically would make you go death. That's a deal from the Gemara, right? That's not explicit so, in the. Imagine Gemara. So let's say somebody played a volume in your ear that was so loud that no eardrum or that the average eardrum would pierce. Whatever it is. So then you're done. Then of course you'd be high. That ever would then go free. But the way the Gemara is framing it out right now is that if it isn't really a direct medical cause, but instead that due to shock, you therefore, that's your fault. It's unbelievable. It's basically calling it a grum. It's not a grum, it's a zero. It's not Grama ben Ezekin Potter. Grama ben Ezekin Potter is an idea throughout Shas. If I uh, if I push a, a cart and jewel into the thing and then the wind takes it, it's even that's even lower than Grama ben Ezekin. Whatever. Whatever. This is not that. This is saying that your constitution is weak. It's <laughs> incredible. Or that he's only deaf due to shock, which seems to be what Rashi is saying. He's deaf. I don't know. I'm just telling you what Rashi says. I don't know what it's called now, but there actually used to be a, a, a medical condition called hysterical blindness. But, and it was all based off of psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's okay. what it's referring to. I don't know. Kiditanya, we actually have a Bryce that speaks about this. Check this out. We're again three fourths of the way down. Hamavi says Javero. A person who scares his friend, and the friend then gets injured, while uh, while down here on earth he is adam. He's no no bezdin can say you're chayiv to pay X, but you're still a pretty bad guy. Ketzad, taka beozno. What? Yeah, taka beozno becharsho pater. If you make a loud sound in his ear and he becomes deaf, your putter. If you grab the lobe of his ear and scream in his ear or do whatever sound you're going to do and he becomes deaf, then you're chayev. It's all about the touching here. That would be the nafkamina between putter and not putter. You're still no tzaddik. You're still going to have dinim up in shamayim. But a mice and a bezdin, they can't hold you accountable. That is how the Gemara concludes... <laughs> That you need to have a stronger constitution. That's already middle of the road because so there's something I mean, contacting his his head. I don't know if it's uh, if you put the headphones on, Chori, you're held accountable. You'd be in the latter category of the Bryce and you'd be Chayef. But if, you know, uh, you know, in the movies when they, not that we watch movies, but in the movies when they torture people and they put on, you know, the heavy metal Black Sabbath <laughs> at the loudest possible sounds for 20, that's Pantar Medina Adam Chavdina Shaman.
Yes, but is it live or is it memorized? We both glass Thunder up on it. You are. I don't even know. I literally don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, literally. You gotta look it up. Okay. No, I will absolutely not look it up. Uh, no. Then ask your brother. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. If a person hits a person and his vision got poor, not blind, just poor, and his tooth became loose, if it's still usable in its diminished state, then that's still not all. You haven't reached the threshold of freeing the Evid. You've diminished the, the strength of their tooth and of their ear and of their eye, excuse me, but not enough. Another brisa that's similar, but now we have to pay attention because these two brises kind of overlap a little. His eye was already weak, and you brought him from 50% usma'a, or shino neduda, he had a loose tooth, and you made it fall out. So says the Gemara. If it was usable in its starting state of 50% quality, a loose eye, a loose tooth, whatever. So then the Gemara says, if it was usable and you removed its use, so then he goes free. The Imlav, first of the middle width lines, 10 lines from the bottom, the Imlav, So these two cases, let's just get them clear. You are at 100% capacity as an Evid Kanani, and your master reduces you to 50 by injuring you. Case one. And we said, if it's still functional, you don't go free. If it's not functional, you don't. Case two is you're starting at 50% and your Evid brings you down to zero. If when you were starting, you were usable and now he makes you zero, you go free. And if not, not. So these two cases seem to be very similar halacho. So the Gemara says, we need both cases. Where I take you, where I'm the master and you're the Evid Kanani and I take your 100% perfect ears and I reduce them to 50 so then, there you were perfectly healthy. And now you can see, but you're reduced. So there we might have said that that's where we would apply these halachos of al-hacha. In the latter case, where you go from 50% to zero, the same rules wouldn't apply. So therefore, we need the second b'risa. If we only had the second b'risa, where you started at 50%, and I, the master, would bring you down to zero, because I took you from 50% to zero. There's no possibility of functioning at that level. In the first case, where I took you from 100% to 50, the low therefore, it's richa. We need both cases. So it's a question of functionality. If I take you from 100% to 50 and you're still functional, you don't go free. If I take you from 50% and that 50%, you couldn't even chew on that side of your mouth. And I, then I pull that tooth. If the tooth, is, listen, this is important. If the tooth is not useful in its current state and then you pull it, he doesn't go free. He only goes free if it was useful and you remove it. Therefore, when we talk about Shane Va'ayin, we're talking about removing usability. We're not just talking about removing a tooth in a vacuum. It has to be reducing usability to zero. It was functional and now it's not. Or it was functional and now it's less. So in those cases, that's when it's removed. We need both of those cases. Somebody, somebody now was able to drive before. He wanted to drive, so he's no longer driving. The eyes are going to up there. There's some level of reduction of use. Are you specifying this activity? 
as opposed to another activity? Oh, splitting hairs. He'd go free. You... I'm guessing. You need Rishonim to, for these fine-tuned cases. I'm sure the Rishonim discussed these cases. Gone. Turning 40 does the same thing, by the way. Very hard to drive at night at a certain age. You know? But if you have someone who can no longer drive at night because of your injury that you caused them and they're your Abed Kanani, is it, I'll ask your question in the way of the Rishonim, is it losing all functionality or some functionality? Right. I'm just guessing that even if you lose some, because the Gemara's phraseology is if, uh, on, the, on the negative end, that if it, that it, you can't let, set someone free if you haven't removed, you haven't, if you haven't removed their functionality. You have, here you did a little, you removed something. By the way, the tooth that's there, maybe you can't chew steak on it, but you can chew grits on it. So you're still usable. It's better than having a hole in your mouth. So I presume that you're right. Tanu Rabbanon, eight lines from the bottom, heading to the end of the day, the Gemara says, Let's say that I'm a, I'm a doctor and you're my Evid Kanani. I say, I want you to please, I, you say to me, please put some salve in my eye. I have a disease. And by accident, I put in bleach and I blinded you. Or I want you to clean out my teeth. I have something stuck in my teeth. And I'm a dentist. Then he gets to laugh at his master and walk out. <laughs> All right. So obviously a little tongue in cheek. But the point is that like, ah, uh, uh, well, see you later. <laughs> Thanks for the free dental work. I'm out of here. Rashbag argues. Rashbag Gomer no v'shichasa. Achi iskavein l'shachasa has to be intent to destroy. So this is machlokas tanaim. I was hinting to this earlier that when we are talking about damages done by a rav to an evet knani, according to the Tanakama, even if it's accidental, you still go free. But according to Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, it has to be intentional. The Gemara says verabanan according to the rabbis who say that it doesn't have to be intentional, that even if he was just cleaning his to tooth and one of the teeth just fell out, what do they do with the word v'shichasa? The Rashbag learned the Pasuk v'shichasa that taught us that it has to be intentional. What does the Tanakama do? The Gemara says, they need it Let's say that a man is delivering a baby. And in the process of delivering a baby, and in the process, he was pulling the baby out, and just the placement of his hands as he was pulling the baby out blinded the the, the fetus, says the Gemara Potter. The word v'shichasa was not talking about Ebed Kanani at all. It was talking about a din of damaging a fetus in utero during birth. You, he, he inserted the hands in the way to capture, capture the baby and blinded the baby. That's what the word v'shicha means. Ve'idach. What then would Rashbag say? Mi v'shichas and shichasa. We have an extra letter. The extra letter hey is where Rashbag learns this from. Nafka, uh, that's where he learns it from. Ve'idach. What would the Rabbanon say? Shichas, shichasa. That extra letter, lo darish. One last case. Amar of Sheshas. eno simuya. Let's say that a man had his eye in his head. But he was completely blind. And then the master took out his eye. He removed his eye. Enucleation. Total removal. So then. Why? No functionality has been removed. He was blind before. And he's blind after. 
Okay, who cares? His eyes didn't work. So why? Who cares if you take out his eye? Why do you gotta ask ridiculous questions? This is criminal minds. This is uh, we're watching a TV show of a of a of a masochistic, dangerous human being. Seriously, you know he has a jar of eyeballs in his basement. Yeah, whatever. You got it. Have you ever heard of a television? Come on. I'll ask my I'll ask my older brother. I'll ask my older brother. I certainly did. So says the Gemara, why does this work? My time on. Why is it that he would go free? We just learned that the threshold of an Eved going free is that he loses functionality. He didn't lose functionality. Says the Gemara, an added layer, mechusar everhu. The Tanatuna, we have this idea already. Uh, the Gemara says, tamus vizachrus, the fact that an animal is tam and the fact that an animal is male, that's only important bebehema. Vain Thomas Bazachus Beofus, this doesn't apply to birds. Yachol, Yevesha Gapa, Nikta Aragba, Nechta Ena. Maybe we would have thought that a bird is still kosher if its uh, wings were um, were dried out, or if its leg work was cut off, or if its eye fell out, Tamalama mean haofalokola. So we see this idea as well that Mechusar Aver by an animal, and therefore, of course, by people will be valuable. Amarab Rivchia Barashi, Amarab, Hayasalo Yaseras. Rashi, etzba yisera. You have a sixth finger. I actually know one of my wife's classmates has six toes. In order, she has a sixth toe. So the Gemara says, and v'chatcha, What if you cut off the extra toe? You're the rav, and uh, you don't like the extra toe. The shoes don't fit, so you cut off the extra toe. Says the Gemara, Ebed Yotzeh and the Gemara qualifies. Am Ravuna, sperres al gav hayat. It has to be that when you're counting. It is the next one. Can't be like sticking out of your wrist. It's got to be in the right place, right? So if you have your sixth finger that looks kind of like this and it's in the right place, that counts. If it's sticking out of the, the side of your face, down your wrist, it doesn't count. They have to be in order. We'll stop right here. Mir Tashem tomorrow will pick up with Dav Chavhei. Wishing you all a beautiful night.